Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, welcome to episode one of the Locked On Vikings podcast. <laughs> I know, hey, wait, uh, well, never mind, we'll go with it. <laughs> Anyways, so I was on Matt Barron, and uh, uh, who are you again? I forget. Yes, uh, yes, welcome to the recording a Twins podcast on a day that the Vikings just went to the playoffs, and it's a really bad time to record a Twins podcast because everyone hates the Twins edition. It's really a bad time for this, but here we go. <laughs> See, I actually think it's a pretty good time for it because now people are like ultra focused on the Vikings. So now it's like the Twins kind of get can get away with their shit or lack thereof. <laughs> it's like who's paying attention to them right now? That's, That's true. Cool. I mean, yeah, it's really just us throwing out a podcast here amidst. Uh, I mean, don't want to disrespect <laughs> Hill and Bailey. I mean, we'll get to that later, of course, but it's been disappointing, as we'll get to soon. Oh, wow, yeah, just lead into it, uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, well, yeah, like you said, we got a lot of things to talk about. Well, actually, really just a few things that we're probably just going to go really in-depth on. So the, the first one is, of course, uh, we got Homer Bill. I almost said Homer Hill and Rich Bailey. That would have been interesting. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Homer Bailey and Rich Hill uh, signed by the Twins this last week. Uh, and then we got news the other day that broke. The Twins are pessimistic on their ability to sign Josh Donaldson. Shocker there. Uh, so we'll talk about that and the implications of that. And we brought back fan questions. We didn't do them for like three weeks. So yeah, whoops. Yeah, I guess we did kind of just stop doing that for a while, didn't we? Oh, well. But yeah. yeah I think we just, <laughs> we just forgot to. You know, these things happen. Right. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're, we're bright. We are smart, but we just forget things sometimes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The news broke. Rich Hill, Homer Bailey, when did it? I would think it was Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember I exactly. But yeah, okay. But I remember it was shortly after we did our last podcast, and I immediately texted Matt uh, here how much I hate being a fan of this franchise. I have calmed down a bit. <laughs> My initial reactions were not good to the signing because... Well, simply, I with these two signings, I wasn't positive at first that they would acquire another starter. I thought they'd be done adding to the rotation, and that, I think that's still my stance today. I think they're done, which is a which is sad. It's obviously disappointing, but that's the way I see it. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you see it the same way, or do you think they're gonna keep looking to add that impact starter? Or do you think this is it? <laughs> That that impact that that seems to be the quote of this right. season. They really shouldn't have said that. Exactly, that kind of, that's, that's their all, fault. Let's come back to just bite them in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, funny thing is, the first thing I have to say is you actually woke me up with that text. <laughs> uh, I, I woke up because you know I was on break and I'm in Washington, so I was being a lazy <laughs> piece of shit. And it broke around like 11 a.m. Central Time or so, which is like 9 a.m. my time. So I was still asleep, and suddenly I wake up like Homer Bailey and Rich Hill. What? And I was still kind of like groggy, <laughs> like what? With the who now and the what now did the what just like get on twitter and there's dan hayes i'm like oh well oh, gee, okay oh, oh. <laughs> but uh it took my shower like thought about it and did all that but uh anyways uh it's i think there's a lot of implications uh with these two signings uh the first of which is that uh kind of like what you said this might be the sign that they're done i'm not entirely sure but it's it's not a exactly good sign. Um, I, I think we did talk about it. Well, I did say I, I called it last week. They were gonna sign Homer Bailey. We have this recording. <laughs> we have this evidence, uh, which I, I'm fine with. If he's a back end guy, it's just the issue is to start the season. He's not gonna be a back end guy. He's gonna be a mid rotation guy. And Rich Hill, 
like came out of absolutely nowhere. I was not expecting that in the slightest. And it kind of pisses me off only because I've been <laughs> my, my big ultimate in the entire offseason has been get a guy better than Jake or Rizzi, And they technically just did that. Yep. But like in the most annoying way possible. <laughs> yeah. I, when they acquired him, I guess I hadn't realized how good he was. That's why I texted you the words. Um, why am I a Twins fan? Remind me, please. This life is painful. Homer Bailey season. And yeah, everything was wrong in my mind. But, I, you know, Rich Hill, he's... This is, this is a normal conversation for us, by the way. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it wasn't just something weird. Um, yeah, but, you know, because but Rich Hill, he's been one of the 10 better pitchers in baseball, really, over the last three years when healthy. The big problem is there there is that he's rarely healthy it's he's done like half the innings of everyone else like when you put a leaderboard up you have to put minimum like 140 i don't know the innings but minimum this many innings and he's like the only one within (laughs) it's pretty crazy but yeah rich hill he's been good but he's never been healthy and he will we only get him for what half the season and you know hopefully the playoffs which is i think what they signed him for to be a good october pitcher if that makes sense well, yeah, so the, the thing is, he's going to be out until optimistically June. Uh, he's right. coming back from some sort of, not quite Tommy John surgery, but kind of Tommy John surgery. He had an elbow problem of some sort. You know, I, I'm sure people being paid way more understand this a lot better than <laughs> I do, but all I know is he had an elbow injury. That's the extent of my knowledge. Uh, but yeah, like I said, a lot like Pineda, he's going to be kind of that second half shot in the arm in the starting rotation. Uh, it's just that issue is now you have two guys that are like that. And the games at the start of the season matter just as much as at the end of the season. So those games were thrown out, uh, whoever it may be, you know, Randy Dobnak and Devin Smeltzer as your four and five with uh, Homer Bailey as your number three. These games are still going to matter, uh, by the way. So that's that's kind of what's going to be tough for them going forward, assuming they don't make another starting pitching addition, which would be, uh, it's tough to see that they do, which would be, as you said, awfully disappointing. Yeah, the thing is, it's tough to see them doing it, but if they don't, the offseason, I mean, I, I hate calling it a failure because they're a 101-win team, but they failed to get the number one priority done, which was adding the guy, Odorizzi or Barrios or better, you know, in that depth. The opening day rotation right now has Homer Bailey slotted in at three, and by mm-hmm. our August, it's uh, relying on the health. The guy's... Michael Pineda, Rich Hill, and Homer Bailey, who have all had a lot of injury history. All of them have to stay healthy for this current Twins rotation to, uh, to you know, be solid, to be stabilized, to hit its max performance, I guess. And that's also with Bailey staying at this average level that he's at instead of going back to the horrible ways with Rich Hill age not catching up to him. And I don't know. It's risky what they're doing with this rotation and I'm trying, you know, I I guess I they probably will add someone else. I don't know. I keep going back and forth on this now because it's like you kind of have to, right? Because Rich Hill, he's 40 and he's coming off elbow surgery. I don't know. It's it's tough because that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, one thing I think, uh, you said that uh, I do agree with is that it's risky. And one of the takes I saw uh, circling around Twitter and other places at the time was the Twins, with these signings, raised their floor but didn't change their ceiling And as far as the sharding rotation talent goes. And I think I actually disagree with that statement because I think they actually raised their ceiling a decent amount. It's just that there's so many ifs and so many potentialities that have to go right, you know, uh, for them to reach that. You know, if Jose Barrios maybe takes that step forward, if... Jake Odorizzi is at the same level he was last year. If Michael Pineda was at the same level he was second half last year. If Homer Bailey continues to perform. And if, the biggest if of all, if a 40-year-old Rich Hill can come back from arm surgery and be what he was before. Now, if all of those hit, which, you know, there is a a multi-universe theory. One of those universes out there, that is true. You're you're actually looking at, you know, in quite honestly, a very good starting rotation that, that can in my opinion, go toe-to-toe with any other team in the American League. But the thing is, if even just, like, two of those things don't hit, 
it's you're looking at basically a repeat of what we just saw last year. And so it's uh, it's incredibly risky. I think they raised their ceiling, but also lowered their floor in a way. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, uh, I agree with that, actually. And uh, what I mean, what's more likely, obviously, that all five of these guys who have not shown any consistency, really, Barrios, can he get to that next level, as you said? Odorizzi's had, you know, one all-star year. Pineda... He, Tommy John surgery, he's been back for one year, got suspended. Rich Hill is 40 and coming off many, many injuries. And Homer Bailey is Homer Bailey. Like, it's not very likely that this Ouch. whole rotation. Yeah, well, sorry, Homer Bailey, but you know, <laughs> that's just the way it goes. Uh, yeah. It's it's risky. And, you know, you got Lewis Thorpe, Devin Smelter, and Randy Dobnak, and maybe Bruce Dark Ratterall, depending on how they want to utilize that guy. But I, the thing with signing two starting pitchers is just, to you know, average to you don't know what you're getting. Certain pitchers is kid. They do they even have room to add one more with the depth they already have, which is why I question it. I guess it's it's tough. It it is, and the I I I do have this sort of inkling of an of a of an interesting concept going on. If you do look at adding one more starting pitcher, because the thing is. Uh, if you want to plan ahead and you say add another starting pitcher, then you're thinking, okay, wait, now if you got Pineda and Rich Hill coming back, now you got six guys for a five-man rotation. But what you could do uh, is kind of play Rich Hill almost as sort of this uh, rover type of player. Like if you remember just a few, uh, two years ago in the playoffs, the way the Red Sox used Nathan Uvalde, kind of stretch out that concept. Where it's like you need him to come in and throw a few innings. He can do that. You need him to throw just one inning, kind of bridge the gap. He could do that, potentially. You, does he need a start? He could do that. Now, that's just me kind of throwing shit at the wall. That, you know, <laughs> this is pure speculation at this point. But I, I feel like that is a legitimate play you could make if you then want to trade for, I don't know, say John Gray and say, like, okay, let's let's kind of mix and match. Let's, let's put puzzle pieces where they could potentially be and uh, not, like, cause mass riots across the fan base. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, they go trade for a guy like John Gray in the offseason instantly becomes a success. It's just, I, the health of Rich Hill is really what depends on this. Do they, where is he at, I guess? Because he was signed for $3 million with $9 million or so in incentives. Like, I mean, that's, you know, $3 million is obviously a bargain, right? That's per, like, start, like, in 15 starts, he gets all that money, I think. So, uh, it's... Do they really expect him to make all those starts, I wonder? Or are they going to, do they expect him to make 7 to 12 starts only and that maybe they'll go get another starting pitcher because they don't expect much out of Rich Hill until late in the season? I have, I keep going back and forth here because I really don't know where Rich Hill is at, I guess. But my initial reaction was, well, they're done here. And I hope it's not true, and I keep going back in circles here. But I don't know. It's, it's tough because... You know, Rich Hill is a—he's one of the most interesting free agents out there right now, for sure. I mean, he's forty years old, and you have no idea what you're getting. <laughs> I just want to—you know, this wasn't the way I was expecting. I thought we were going to be ragging on Homer Bailey, not Rich Hill. It's kind of not—not oh, yeah. not the. I'm actually somewhat excited for Homer Bailey. Surprise! All right, we have that audio clip <laughs> recorded now. That is there for. <laughs> You're going to hold that above your head. I'm somewhat I mean, excited yeah. for Homer Bailey. Cooper <laughs> Carlson, the year of our it's, Lord, 2020. Oh, geez. It's, it's been a boring offseason, all right? I got it. I'm ready for some Homer Bailey action. He's our number three starter, really and he has a really good splitter. Thing. It's like injecting heroin into the fan base. <laughs> I got to admit, I think Homer Bailey will be a really solid number three starter for the Twins this year. That's right, my take. This man has lost his damn mind. <laughs> lost it completely. I don't even know what to do. I'm sorry. So, he was good with well, the A's. Twins are better than the A's at things, so he can keep it up. I mean, sure. I don't know. I'm very <laughs> mad on Homer Bailey. I, I know. I, I can't get hyped. <laughs> I, you know, I hyped? I don't know if that's... Yeah, I, I'm going to say it. I'm hyped for Homer Bailey. I'm ready to see him pitch. He's going to be a... He's going to have an ERA under four for the season. I'll tell you, I'm going to say that. <laughs> There's some high standards you're setting here. Good <laughs> Lord. 
What more can you success. expect? I mean, that's pretty good. Has he ever? Oh, when's the last time he did that? And he's thirty-three now, so that's my expectation. He's gonna have a I, yeah ERA under four and FIP two. Why not? <laughs> I haven't written an autobiography on Homer Bailey, so I wouldn't know. But <laughs> I'm looking it up. Uh, I don't. I don't even know. ERA. Yeah, right. Last time it was below four, 2014. The next year it will be under four is 2020. Calling that right now. <laughs> all right. There it is. <laughs> you can you can all at him whenever that doesn't happen. You're really low on Homer Bailey, aren't you? Look, he's thir- he is what he is at this point. It's Homer <laughs> Bailey. You get what you get. Yeah, like, that's true. I don't know. He might occasionally have a really good game, but it's kind of like you, you throw 7 mil at a guy like that because you know what you're going to get. It's like the, you're not going to get much upside. You're also not, also not going to get much downside. You just kind of get, you know, oatmeal. It is what oh. it is. Yeah, what, that's it. Okay. That's, Do you expect him to be on the today. team at the end of the year? Well, yeah. I'm not. It was funny. I saw a lot of people were like, man, you're just throwing away 10 mil to to DFA players, listen, bunch right. of morons. You're not gonna do that, idiots. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was wondering, is Homer Bailey? You know, are they gonna dump him off? And yes, August Homer or Bailey. September? Now, Homer Bailey was worth two point nine F four last year. So if you think he's hot garbage, you need to learn something. Uh, Jeez. It was. What's funny was he was about the same as Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner pushed a uh, hundred mil. Right. Homer Bailey got one year seven. What kind of messed up world do we live in? You sound like you had a long drive today or something, and now you're really stressed <laughs> out about it. I sound like I just drove, yeah, two hours and a, two and a half hours. <laughs> so you sound really tired. No, it's all, it's great. It's uh, wonderful. Is it Matt not taking any shit? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Oh, Matt. <laughs> well, we can move on. This, I'm not, I've had enough talking about Homer Bailey and Rachel. Uh, <laughs> talked about it nonstop for the last week anyways, so... Uh, we can move on to some slightly newer, slightly more depressing news that uh, broke the other day from Phil Miller that it, the Twins are pessimistic about their uh, opportunity at signing Josh Donaldson. And it's been an interesting saga to follow because he's basically the last remaining uh, impact free agent. It's basically him and then like the Grand Canyon and then like Marcelo Zuna chilling in the corner. And that's just kind of how it is. Uh, and it sounds like it's been a three-team race uh, between the Twins, the Braves, and the Nationals. And uh, it sounds like it's kind of dipping as far as the Twins go. And it looks like it's leaning more towards the Braves and the Nationals. So uh, that's fantastic news, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've kind of, I, I don't know. I've always kind of thought it was inevitable he was going back to Atlanta. And that looks like the way it's swinging. The Nats recently signed Ezreal Cabrera and uh, Starlin Castro. If you know, with this news closing, they have, I think I take that as them saying, We're not getting Donaldson, let's get these two infielders before someone else snatches them up. And now it's down to the Twins and the Braves. And the Twins released, well, they kind of said, We don't like our chances here, despite them offering four years and over a hundred mil. So, it, I don't think he ever wanted to come here. And the rumors now are that he was just using the Twins as leverage, which to get the Braves to offer him more, which is really annoying. But it is what it is. The Twins are not going to add Donaldson, and we'll have to find someone like uh, Eric Thames, Mitch Moreland, Todd Frazier, or Nicholas Castellanos, who's defense or, you know, defensive run saved, or what's the stat on fan graphs? It was a UZR. Oh, uh, yes. It's just awful. Whatever. <laughs> well... Now, uh, I think it. I think it was always going to be a long shot that Donaldson was going to come here. And was it ever? Con- do we have a con- confirmation that they offered more than a hundred mil? Is that like? Because you said yeah, that. I, I, I hadn't seen any report. Yeah. All right. I'm pretty sure that's I mean, like at least pretty much confirmed. I mean, that's a hefty amount to offer to a 34 year old, no matter right. how good he was last year. That's just kind of the terms I'm coming to. Like I remember originally when I, I was talking to Andrew before the off season. I think it was during the off season actually, but. Uh, and then we were talking about potentially Donaldson. I'm like, yeah, I think I'd give him like two years, fifty with a three-year team option. And right. now suddenly that like doubled. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Like, uh, so that kind of blew my mind. I, you know, I love Donaldson. I'd, I'd love <laughs> to have him. I'd love for the Twins to finally sign a guy. 
But at some point, you do have to take a step back and kind of be like, do we really want 28 mil, whatever it is, a year to a 34-year-old? Do we think that's a, a smart decision to make? And it's kind of, I, I brought up this point, I think it was yesterday, like, if you do want to sign Donaldson, you're going to have to say goodbye to a Byron Buxton or a Jose Barrios two, three years down the road. Just because by the time their contracts are up, you're, these, this guy's still going to be on the books. And it's like, is that a deal you want to make? I'm not sure it is. I don't, I don't think it is. I don't think I want 37-year-old Josh Donaldson over 28, 28-year-old Jose Barrios. I don't think I do. Yeah, um... Donaldson, four years, you know, 110 mil. It was always going to be risky, and it is very likely going to end up being an annoyingly bad contract for at least the last two years because that's just how baseball works and how healthy can he be? He missed the full se- or basically the full season just a couple years ago, and he stays in excellent shape now, but you're right. it's gets It gets up there, but adding someone like him is just... It takes your lineup, because the Twins lineup is going to regress. Garver is probably going to regress. Miguel Sano, probably going to regress. Luis Arise going to regress. Byron Buxton, probably going to say the same. Rosario, not that good. Kepler, I'm actually expecting to get better. <laughs> but Rosario, you know, not that good. <laughs> sorry. But, I'm sorry, I, thought, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Twins lineup is going to regress, and Josh Donaldson helps to stabilize that regression because the pitching the starting rotation is kind of a mystery at times as we've discussed on here and the lineup is going to well it's right now expected to carry the twins all the way until Pineda and Hill are back and with likely regression to most of the lineup because they hit a record setting amount of home runs last year with just you know who expected how anyway (laughs) Josh Donaldson does a lot to stabilize the regression that is obviously incoming and I mean I think it helps this year and probably the year after to help do that and then but two years after that it's a four-year deal I don't see it going too well it's just how how long do you expect your window to be open and for the twins I think that's a lot longer than just the next two years so they're gonna have to hope the offense yeah man because they it's gonna see regression as I'm saying you know but they got to hope without Donaldson, they're able to avoid a lot of that to carry the team until the uh, Rich Hill and Michael Pineda get back. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But maybe Eric Thames can step up or Mitch Moreland and and help help do that. What got into you? This is like the most negative I've ever had you. Like it's it's negative Matt getting into me. You're negative too today. You're just hitting me I'm hard. Not... So I'm, I don't. I don't think I'm negative, Matt. As much as it is, like, just done with everything, Matt. Just done. Just like, like, just taking no shit, Matt. Right now. If anyone know. has actually listened this far into this podcast episode, I'm proud because we're both just kind of going at it today. <laughs> this is a lot. There's a lot of characters coming out. A yeah. lot of emotion. It's it's very unusual. Oh. But it's not. But I mean, like statistical still... evidence. We're just kind of like crapping on the twins today. <laughs> Well, yeah, what's funny is I got, like, fan graphs open, and I haven't switched over to those right. pages yet. I haven't even needed to. Like, it's just the way it's going. Hmm. I, you know, it's a, it's, it, it is a complicated, you know, kind of thing to look at. Because I, I think it is fair to assume regression to some degree. I mean, of course, they're never going to break the home run record two years in a row. I think it would be ridiculous to assume that. Uh, only if they had J.D., Josh Donaldson. <laughs> only if they had Donaldson, which is definitely not going to happen, so... Uh, the the thing that I think uh, does help the Twins stave that off is a lot of those guys are on the uh, the younger side, so to assume immediate regression might be might be misguided. I don't see Sano regressing. I don't see. Well, I think Garver's gonna. He's not gonna be Mike Piazza yeah. two point. I don't know right. about that, but I still think he'll be solid. Uh, and you know, the the trade off is then you can be solid in other ways. Like I think going into 2020, their bullpen is going to start off in a better place than they started True. off in 2019. Uh, maybe same with starting rotation. You can make an argument there. I don't know. I, I think that's more of a push at this point. Uh, and so, I, I don't know. I think there there are other things they can currently do. But to say uh, we need to stop regression, let's go throw 28 mil a year at Josh Donaldson is a bit of a. Uh, <laughs> It's a bit of like a like a reaction 
just a, a bit unnecessary. There are other options out there you can still make, and you can still do those deals, trades, signings, whatever they may be, uh, and they can they can serve you. Uh, maybe not quite as well as Donaldson can, but uh, good enough. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have him last year, and I guess they were really good, but they they did have the best op, one of the best offenses in history. Polanco was an all star. Arise hit. 400. Miguel Sano came back and was just amazing. <laughs> Mitch Carver, as he said, was Mike Piazza. N- Nelson Cruz was 39 years old and the third best hitter in the American League. It's like, I, I, I mean, obviously they're going to slow down a bit, you know? But as you said, they have other areas. The bullpen, well, the bullpen to start the year was atrocious last season. I, I mean, I just remember watching that. It was horrible every game. But Shout out to Adelberto Mejia. guys stepped up, but this season, luckily, they're opening with a lot of four to five guys who would be top two in a lot of bullpens. So it's pretty good. Starting rotation is a mystery who will fill the top, the bottom two uh, spots because they got three filled. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Donaldson would be nice, but the contract is tough. And in two years from now, it'll be a bad contract and hopefully we're looking at it going good thing we didn't do that i don't know it it, it seems to be like kind of a recurring thing we keep coming back uh, we, we just just don't know it's very strange right we really don't uh, there's a lot of just we, don't knows here not that we ever have them we've been talking out of our ass for like 25 episodes at this point so i mean <laughs> just kind of how it goes <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm, I'm somewhat joking um somewhat it's so mildly. I, I think there's more truth to that than I'd like to admit, to be honest. But uh, I do think there are other things they can do. I know you kind of half-jokingly mentioned Castellanos, but somehow I talked myself into that. Uh, the wild thing is, do you know he's literally only 27 right now? Like, a free agent huh. is 27. That is ridiculously young. Uh, I guess I never realized he broke in when he was like 21, but I guess he did. And so... Uh, if you want to go throw your money at him, go do that. Uh, he can, he could play first, and he can technically stand in the outfield as a right fielder, and he can technically <laughs> uh, exist as a third baseman, much like you and I can. Um, right. Yeah, much in the same vein as Miguel Sano. But if you want to do that, if you, want to, you can still <laughs> compound some moves. Uh, it's just now, now that you've missed out on Donaldson, it's really, really hard to conjure up anything that would then fall in the realm of like, this is now what I'd consider a successful off season. Cause I was even having doubts they could do that if they signed Donaldson. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't, Castellanos, you know, he can hit well, but he's going to, you put him in a uh, infield where Castellanos is well below average. Polanco is slightly below average, but he's a shortstop and you'd like to have a good fielder there, but they don't. Luis Arise is below average at second base, and Miguel Sano, or if he ends up at first base, it would not be good. He, you know, he's below average at third base, and that's his natural position. Switching him over, I mean, it's not right field. I don't know. It, obviously, no one would ever put Sano in right field, but uh, <laughs> no one would ever do such a thing. <laughs> it first base is uh, not easy to play and not easy to learn right away, so that'd be bad to start for sure. At the very least, he's no Joe Mauer. I mean, he sucked at first base at the start, too, but... Oh, man, it's... I don't think they're getting Castellanos. Thames is my guy right now. That's where I'm going. If Donaldson goes elsewhere, like it's sounding, it will. Give me Eric Thames. That's the best remaining option in my eyes, unless they want to go Alex Kirloff, which that's still not the better option with them, aside from Thames, but that'd be cool. <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of at the point with all the guys remaining where it's like they all might as well be the same player. Where it's like, if they sign Mitch Moreland or Eric Thames, my reaction would be exactly the same. It's like, what in practice, what's the difference going to be like? Eric like, Thames really? is a lot more fun to watch. He, he like when that he your, Eric Thames flexes a lot his more muscles jacked. in front of the camera. Yeah, exactly. This, this is true. <laughs> you see Eric Thames, and you're like, my god, that guy can crack coconuts with those things. Well, anyway. Right, exactly. And he, you know, yeah, maybe, does cool maybe things. Maybe that's the meta. The twins are just like. <laughs> Well, uh, could you imagine like him doing like one of those arm celebrations with Miguel Sano? Like it would send oh ripples my God. throughout exactly. the, the crowd. Like I think he's ending like, up here for sure. Can you imagine that? Wow! And Nelson Cruz. The, the, oh. the, the, the calendar shoots alone with those three. 
are just going to be phenomenal. Like, welcome to the gun show, just straight up, everyone. Like, could you imagine, like, another team picking a fight with the Twins? You're not going to want to oh, do that. Oh, God. That would be, be so It's going to cool. be WWE up in there. It's... <laughs> like, they may not... I don't know if they're going to win 101 games, but if you're coming at the Twins with a fastball to Mitch Garver's side, you better watch out for Thames, Sano, and Cruz coming off the bench. I'm telling you, that'd yeah. be fun. That's what I'm you here for. You better watch out for the, the three musketeers about to come kill you. <laughs> I mean, I'm on his baseball reference Rugnet page. Odor he just looks like time. a monster. Yep, yeah, Rugnet Odor would... Yeah, oh, gosh. Guys, you think he could take on those three all by himself? Dear God, no. He would, he would literally <laughs> die. Well, it was a good question anyway. I mean, it wasn't really, but I guess. <laughs> Why not? We're not talking about anything serious right now. Really not. We got uh, nothing really to add. <laughs> we got nothing to add other than we want. We like beefy boys being on the team. How about that? Exactly. We're both just beefy disappointed. Players. I'm a little, you know, because I'm exhausted from watching the Vikings play a football game. So. <laughs> well, that's it. So I had to drive for two and a half hours. You watched the game. Same <laughs> Didn't Same you watch thing. the game too? Yeah, I watched the game and then I immediately hopped my ass in my car and drove. Well, yeah, I suppose. Anyway, that was it was that was fun. It's a fun game. I expected them to lose. My score prediction was a uh, thirty-three to ten Saints. So I was happy with the result. Yeah, everyone was. <laughs> everyone expected them to lose. So I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was fun. I will say this. Uh, good thing about the way everything the schedule worked out. I was driving through Washington while the Seahawks were playing. Not a single thing of traffic. Oh, oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, they won too. Yeah. No, right? Yeah, they did. So yeah. Yeah, they won. Not a not a soul was on. Everyone was oh, watching yeah. the game. That's Thank wonderful. <laughs> Anyways, you probably get back to actual real content right now. So, oh yeah, have have our fan questions again. We finally remember to ask those. Uh, <laughs> I, I we should <laughs> definitely put my question up there. <laughs> Big fan of that. Mike Zimmer on the hot seat. He can only beat the Saints in the playoffs. Uh, Kirk Cousins can only beat one good team. Yeah, now what are people going to say? Kirk Cousins beat a good playoff team. <laughs> we should just make this a Vikings podcast. What do you think? Just switch over? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we did. I already did the intro and everything. Oh, yeah. we. Jeez. I don't know any statistics or anything. I don't know what you know an inside linebacker is, but hey, here we go. <laughs> uh, I know uh, Xavier Rhodes' PFF grade is trash. That's all I know. Right. I know um, that because Twitter. I, I don't know what PFF, pro football focus or something, but yeah. It's, there we go. Yeah, uh, it stands for Pro Football Fun, actually. Yeah, well, can Xavier Rhodes tell me the WRC plus of every single Twins player last year? I don't think so. So who's really shit? Playing? Even I could, even I couldn't do that. Well, uh, you know, I know where to find it. I guess. Yeah, at least really we mean. know what. At least we know what WRC plus is. <laughs> right. At least we know what it means. So take that, Xavier. Yeah, sometimes these advanced stats sounds like you're speaking Elvish or something. Right. Well, weighted on base, expected weighted on base average is my favorite one. <laughs> Love me some ex woba. <laughs> oh no, ex woba uh, contact because that's bacon. Oh yeah, yeah, ex woba bacon. Right. Yeah, even better. <laughs> right. Better. Oh uh, gosh. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, back on track. He, he says for the third time. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Cody Perkle again asks. Let's say the offseason ends right. Right now, no impact player signed. Uh, that's a that's a swipe at Tyler Clippard right there. That's kind of mean. Uh, <laughs> no more trade. No more trades made. I don't think any trades have been made, but whatever. Uh, is it fair for me to grade this uh, as a D by the front office? What would you guys give for a grade? So off season grades. Oh, oh don't we love them? Uh, I believe the Twins last year was somewhere around a C, and that seemed to work out pretty well. I think maybe I put on a poll uh, for us. <laughs> oh, did you just do that now? No, like. Probably like five days ago. <laughs> no, I don't remember. I, don't remember. I, I said like after the uh, Hill oh. and uh, Bailey. Like if it ended today, what would your grade be, basically? So yeah, I remember that now. Actually, how'd that go? Uh, everyone voted C, like fifty percent on a four choice poll, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, see that that feels all right. Now yeah. I I have to say this, and I might have said this before in other episodes, but I'm not a fan of doing like grades of any sort. Right. Because I feel like it ignores nuance and it kind of just you know brings everything down to like a, a letter and a number that can be easily digested. I don't think 
such things can be. Uh, because I think on the on the outset, like in a vacuum, all of these moves are fine. Uh, it's just uh, in the situation the Twins are in, to have a fine offseason when you had the opportunity to have an even better offseason and you really should have, uh, that makes it even worse. You know, like, like for example, if the Royals had the Twins offseason, we'd be like, oh, that's a good offseason by the Royals. But it's the Twins having this offseason, so therefore it's not as good. And I guess if I if I had to arbitrarily put something in there, I'd probably say something around a C, C-minus-ish. But uh, again, I don't really like the whole thing as, an, as a concept. Yeah, I think I do it because it's fun, something to do. But if I is it fair to give it a D? Um, it's awfully yeah. harsh. It yeah, I would say I would say no. I think the Twins have done everything they've needed to do, and they've got Odorizzi on a solid qualifying offer when he would have got a lot more in free agency. Uh, not you know AAV, but just more money overall. Pineda's on an excellent contract. They've got Clippard and Romo back, two solid signings. Avila's a solid backup catcher. Like they're solving all of the necessary needs, except for, I mean, currently first base or third base, whatever what you want to say there. Bailey and Hill, and they're fine. You know, they're not bad signings. If everything goes right, they'll have a really good rotation. And am I missing anyone? I don't think I am. It's all they've added. Uh. I believe, yeah, I believe you got everything. Yeah, so they've done they've done everything necessary. They just haven't. We all came into this offseason, as we should have, because they have a lot of money to spend, expecting the big moves that just haven't been made. I'd give it a mm. C as well, just because they've done a C, in my eyes, is completely average. Like, you've done exactly what you need to do. No more, no less. Like, they need, but now is when they need to strike and make those big moves that push it up to B plus A minus territory because, yeah, that's just my opinion. I guess it's a C because they've done what they needed to. Yeah, and I, I think that's fair. And I want to I want to add two more things before we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of which is that I think we, as you know, Ultra Twins fans, uh, tend to get sort of too focused on them specifically, and we might be a little too harsh. Uh, right. Only reason I bring this up is there is a recent uh, MLB trade rumors poll. It was on, like, a uh, great how the Twins, uh, you know, worked on their starting rotation. This was after the Bailey and Hill sightings. And a lot of that actually came out to a B, believe it or not. So the, this is more speaking as uh, baseball fans as a whole, not quite Twins fans. So uh, it, it, it would seem like there's a disconnect between the two for, for whatever reason. I assume there's a lot of them out there, potentially. And I mm-hmm. think... And I even saw this last uh, last offseason where it seemed like uh, a lot of the narrative was the Twins had a fantastic offseason. But I think a lot of writers, including myself, were kind of like, you know, really could have been better. I think there were some opportunities missed. Now it ended up working out. But at the time, it seemed like, you know, there was there was a disconnect there. So I think maybe we might be being a little too harsh. Might be. I'm not sure. But do, do consider that. Uh, that was the first thing I had. Uh, I had a second thing. And it literally just escaped my mind. So I hope you have a comment on what I said. <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of keep coming back to... I've come back to this probably three times now. They've done everything they were required to do this offseason. Now they just have to go above and beyond and make that big splash we all hope they do. And that the front office kind of said they were going to focus on making. So we'll see where it goes. I don't know if I know that they're going to do that. But I think they have to do it in order to make this a successful offseason, as we've been saying. Yeah, thankfully uh, that kicks that like kicked into gear what I was going to say what I had in mind. Uh, nice. Essentially, essentially, this was a fantastic analogy I thought of while driving. Uh, essentially, what they have done is they have garnished their plate, and they have yet to put like the the actual food in the middle. That's kind of what they've done. Mm, it's just yes. like ah, Sergio Romo, Tyler Clippard, Alex Avila, fantastic moves that needed to be done. But there's no, there hasn't been like that big. Oh, y'all want to see something? Josh Donaldson, like that hasn't <laughs> happened. Uh, or so, I really hope that wasn't as loud as it made it sound. Uh, That's pretty good. But, like, but, I but, get you know, what you're like, saying. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So it's like, if Thanksgiving dinner without the turkey. <laughs> yeah, no, Josh Donaldson's the turkey, or, or anyone, I guess. Uh, now it's like, if that move does happen eventually, then you know we we all just look like jackasses. But it's just we'll on delete the outset, this entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ju- well, just delete all of our existences, I guess. Uh, it's just it's just the way how it all has worked out timing-wise. And, like, I even I was even having this thought, like, if 
they made a big splash and then like signed Rich Hill and Homer Bailey, then it would have been second thought. We've been like, oh, cool, whatever. Like, who who cares? So, I think yeah. I think got something into it. Yeah, I mean, if they had gotten anyone, you know, Wheeler, and then they announced Hill and Bailey a week ago, I would have gone great signings, excellent moves to just stabilize the rotation. But now yeah. I'm going, oh, this is just what are we what are we doing here? That's the way yeah, it goes because exactly. there's no guarantee of them making that move. I guess. Yep. Well, yeah, that's the issue is there's no guarantee. So uh, let's move on. Last question from Faith. Uh, Why do you think the Twins are said to be out for JD? Do you think it's their offer or something else? So do you have any opinion on which Vikings jersey you actually get if they win the Super Bowl? Uh, Related question on that third one. Big fan of that one. Um, (laughs) So now we have talked about JD. Why are they out? It sounds like he literally just doesn't want to come here. And even like when free agency started, I think there were, like, a ton of reports that, like, he just really wants to go back to Atlanta. I don't even know why anyone's trying. And it kind of <laughs> seems like that's the way it's playing out. Like, it seems inevitable he's going to sign with Atlanta. I'm surprised it hasn't broke already. Um, yeah. So do you think it's their offer or something else? I think it literally is just that. It's. It feels like there's been a lot of free agency cases uh, uh, this year where it's just been like, like Zach Wheeler wanted to go to the East Coast. Madison Bumgarner had his damn horses. And <laughs> Josh Donaldson wanted to go to Atlanta. And it's like... Really hard to convince these guys unless you, like, incredibly overpay for them, which they have no history of doing. So that's why we're here. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if it comes out. Uh, the Twins offered the most money over the four years and got turned down because he simply was not going to come here. I mean, I would mm-hmm. expect, you know, maybe they offered 115, the Braves go for 110, and the Braves land him because, you know, he he's emphasized just he's pretty much said he's not leaving like he wants to go back to Atlanta even during this mm-hmm. free agent thing like this whole negotiation it's like yeah I'm not even leaving so I don't know what you're doing but <laughs> it's pretty good you should have just like not even signed a contract and just like shows up to the facility and like can you do that <laughs> he's like what are you going to do stop me <laughs> oh man yeah you just, I, I don't get it it's just annoying because this whole time uh, we've kind of known but we are still holding out hope yeah, we all, we also have that like false hope, just yep. like maybe this this will be different. It's like, <laughs> I can't I can't say the full quote because there's an F bomb and I really don't want to drop one here. But it was a there was a Louis C K thing uh, where he's just like maybe something nice would happen. Why would anything nice ever happen? It was like that one of those kind of deals. Uh, we sound like fact, Twitter and written... I don't like it. I uh, know it's true that uh, but that quote was written. I think it's my Twitter header right now, but that quote quote was written outside of my dorm room a door freshman year after the uh, twins lost to the Yankees in the playoffs uh, just why would anything nice ever happen <laughs> that's uh, so it's pretty that's kind of how that goes um, I, I've lost my bear oh what uh, what Vikings jersey I think obviously you gotta go with the cousins gotta do it are you disrespecting Iafadi Odenabo like I would never do no I I love me some Odenabo. Trust me. I, when that guy got like a, what was I? Oh, yeah, the, the fumble return touchdown. Right. A few years, uh, a few years it was ago, a few weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Against the Chargers, I was like, look at that man. Go. And, you know, right. big man touchdowns are always fun. Especially when oh, yeah. Like opposite end of the field, he's just hauling <laughs> ass for 70 yards. No, it's great. I've, I've already decided that because every year I do a I recklessly spend my money on a jersey of a player that no one ever talks about i'm today i wore my uh, sean mannion shirt oh my god <laughs> holy shit it's it's last year i had trevor simeon so it's getting it's great next year's gonna be iafati odenabo i've already decided it right, well, i gotta i guess i gotta drop some knowledge on this podcast uh, i have not uh bought a new jersey uh for any sports team in about uh five years maybe because the thing is my family is cursed with uh, oh, yeah. jerseys, with these on it, uh, I have I got a Michael Kadire before he left. I got uh, an Adrian Peterson before it turns out he was a child <laughs> uh, beater. Oh, uh, I got a, a kind of as a joke. I got a Ryan Braun jersey before it came out. He did PEDs because uh, of course same last name uh, had to do that. Um, let's see. I, I had a Brett Favre jersey. <laughs> By the way, Brett Favre Vikings. I don't know where it's at. I hope I find it one day. <laughs> Uh, my mom got a Teddy Bridgewater before he uh, his knee oh, exploded. Man. Yeah, uh, my dad, my dad. This was the most recent one. My dad, <laughs> that bastard, got a Dalvin Cook 
his rookie year. <laughs> and two weeks later, he tore his ACL. And I'm like, we're just done. Oh, I forgot the best one. I got a Bianco Park jersey two weeks before he got oh sent down. So, <clears throat> what's we your, don't buy jerseys. Anymore. Yeah, what's your like worst one player that just became irrelevant? Bianco Park? Uh, well, Bianco Park, probably. I don't uh, actually know. I have a Bartolo Colon jersey. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I do jerseys. I don't ever do jerseys because, uh, yeah. Okay. Because jerseys are expensive, yeah. Right, yeah. I'm not spending that much reckless money. <laughs> no, okay. no I, I actually like that Bartolo Colon jersey. The only one I avoided any luck was I got a Harmon Killebrew like, throwback jersey. That was after he died. So I'm like, nothing else can happen to this man. He is dead. I, was, I thought you were about to say, like, then he, oh, man. No, this was afterwards. Okay. That would have been, like, the ultimate, like, I gotta right. stop. This is weird, like, horror movie shit, straight up. That would have been great. Uh, not great, obviously, but funny now. Dark yeah. comedy. A, a very dark of many sorts. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. Uh, I, I got a uh, Jonathan Lucroy Brewers jersey for $3 in Wisconsin Dells after he was traded because they were all on sale and no one wanted his jersey or his jersey anymore. So, I was just like, yeah, this is... It's sitting in my drawer over there. I haven't worn it once, but I got it. <laughs> I mean, if you can do something like that, you got to do it. Right. Yeah, but he, I mean, became irrelevant. You just, you know, minutes after he was traded, pretty much. So it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, Cleveland Indians legend Jonathan Lucroy. <laughs> Los Angeles Angels legend Jonathan Lucroy. Uh, Oakland Athletics legend Jonathan. Oh, Lucroy. there you go. You win. I don't got any more. <laughs> Texas Rangers legend Jonathan Lucroy. Jeez. What's up? Wow, you're you got your Luke. I'm on his baseball well, reference. Colorado legend remember... Jonathan Lucroy. Oh, That's a good one. Well, you remember back, I did that Sporkle quiz from uh, MLB Random Stats over the summer, and I got like ninety six percent for hitters. And he was like, "You're like you must have been cheating." I'm like, "Swear on my life, I was not. Yeah. I'm just a dork." Yeah, I remember that. That was wild. That wasn't that like every hitter in baseball or something. Uh, it wasn't every hitter. It was randomly chosen from like five, not five hundred, but like a really large number of some sort. <laughs> and I remember, I thought I tried to do the pitching one. I was like, dear God, I don't. I, oh, I yeah. got like a facial tick. So I was just like, who are these people? Are they making these up? There was a bullpen one today that came out, and it was just their face, and you had to type the player. And I don't know. There's oh, no. They all look done. the same. <laughs> it's it's not happening. Right. So they all look like Tyler Duffy or Trevor May. They're all the same pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's not a twin reliever, then I'm just right. I'm just toast. And even if, like, I, man, I don't know what Tyler Clippard's look. Oh, he's got the glasses. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he's got. Well, I, I was just thinking, I was like, if I, well, I mean, I live in Washington, so it never happened. But if, like, if I was in Minnesota, like, and Taylor Rogers just walked by me, I'd be like, eh, right. right, I don't know, because if he's I not wearing a twin player? jersey, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it just looks like a go- a dude. Yeah, he's just kind of tall and skinny, you know. You go, that's a normal guy. Whatever. Yeah, I'd be like, that's just the guy. I don't know what you're talking about. Because yeah, so, baseball players, unless it's Eric Thames, they don't look like the best athlete in the world all the time. So. Yeah. No, I, I think I would notice Nelson Cruz. But like, is that Nelson Cruz? <laughs> right. Is that Nelson Cruz? Well, I, uh, I think we've sufficiently gone off track uh, <laughs> enough times to uh, call this uh, episode. So uh, one other thing. We've forgotten to do, or at least we just stopped uh, stopped doing it as our uh, promotions uh, oh, yeah. ourselves. But, yeah, I know we just stopped doing that. So uh, I recently followed up my most spiciest article to date with uh, writing on Jason Castro. Uh, the day he got signed by the Angels, I submitted that literally two hours before he got signed. Fun fact. Uh, so if you haven't re- if you haven't read that, go read it. I wrote up a lot of words, most of them good. And uh, well, what did you do? Yep, at Twins Daily, I just basically said hey Donaldson before it ever came out I was like Donaldson is not coming here here is a few more options I basically listed Thames Moreland Todd Frazier Nicholas Castellanos kind of and I threw in Greg Bird just I was hoping you'd read it and then yeah (laughs) and then Alex oh yeah you Twitter conversation and uh, you know (laughs) internal options like Kirloff and did you know because this is a confused among many people Brent Rooker did not play a single game at first base last year, everyone. That is oh, important yeah. knowledge because, yeah, I figured you would know. But everyone kind of, you know, Brent Rooker will play first. But no, he will not. They didn't play him at a single inning at first base last year. So mm-hmm. that is not common knowledge. Yeah, it's that's one of those rude ones. You also threw in uh, 
Ben Zobrist, and I was like, is Ben Zobrist <laughs> even alive at this point? Right. I saw. I looked him up. He's like, we'll sign for one year, just hoping to play for contender. I was like, all right, I'll, whatever. <laughs> Benzo. I mean, what? Well, I mean, he's won a few World Series, I guess. I mean, two years ago, he had a WRC plus in the one twenties, I think. So hey, whatever. Give him a yeah. chance. Yeah, and two years ago, I was in Montana, so you know these things happen. <laughs> oh man, he's thirty eight. Yeah. So you know, he's thirty. Twins I, like these old guys. Yeah, I guess I guess they do. We got uh, Rich Hill at forty. We got Tyler Clippard and Avila and Romo. They're getting up there. And Nelson Cruz. Are you kidding me? I mean, they want Donaldson at thirty eight. So, yeah, well, thirty four. I mean, until he's thirty eight. I guess so. I think. Uh, well, I guess Hill now makes two players that are older than Rocco Baldelli. So how about that? Oh, that, that, I don't know if it, it's pretty good. Um, huh. <laughs> Sergio, nope, Sergio no. Romo's not that age. Is no, he? He's not. No, he's 37. He's, he's not, yeah. He, he's, a, he's a young spry one. <laughs> he's still a young child. Yeah, still but a child. He's basically Baby Yoda, so. Yeah. Although, canonically, Baby Yoda's 50, so that still kind of works. Right, yeah, it does work. People seem All to right. forget. All right, that's one more tangent. I got to stop <laughs> now. So thank you. For listening to whatever the hell that was. Like, we hit 54 minutes. I'm putting on Twitter when I post this, don't listen to this episode. This is awful. Hey, here we go. <laughs> this is just 54 minutes of I don't even know. Right. Um, oh, man. So, fun stuff. I, this might be one of the more fun ones. I so, Somehow that works. It's like, a, <laughs> you know, like actual quality content goes down, but fun goes way, way up. So, right. If you want quality thing, content, for listening. Anywhere else, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, uh, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. I don't even think I'll make it this far. Uh, and uh, we'll see you back next week, hopefully, with more moves. <laughs>